How many of you know that we need to get our finances in order, especially in our current culture? We better get our finances in order. And when somebody comes to me and they say, man, am I having financial trouble? The first thing I want to know from them is this. Have you been a tither? Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire, author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. everyone and welcome to Life Talk. Thank you so much for joining us. Today, Pastor Jeff continues the exciting series entitled Piercing the Darkness. On the last few Life Talk programs, we've seen that a church that is victorious over this present spiritual darkness will learn to turn pain into gain, will stay with the Word of God no matter what, and will resist and defy political correctness. They will utilize the power of praise and be promised land thinkers. On this episode of Life Talk, Pastor Jeff begins the final message of this series, The Power of the Tithe. Is the tithe just for the Old Testament, or is it still valid in the New Testament? Find out right now. Grab your Bibles and let's go right to Pastor Jeff's message, The Power of the Tithe. Now, when I say the word tithe, what goes through your mind? What happens in your heart? Is there an immediate sort of anti-reaction where you go, ah, tithe, yeah, here goes another preacher talking about money. If you've been coming here any period of time at all, you know I never talk about money. I've never preached on the tithe. just want to settle that. You're not in one of those places. But now, when I say the word tithe, what goes through your mind? What, what happens in your heart? Does it rejoice? You have a positive reaction. Oh, praise God, it's time to be able to give to the Lord. Or is there a pulling back? Is there sort of a cringing? Or is there just uh, nothing? What about in your mind? What do you think? Is there confusion about the tithe? Do you wonder if it's valid? Do you wonder if it's New Testament? Is it something that God asks His people to do today? Well, I want to answer these questions. We've been talking in the last five weeks about the church that pierces the darkness. Today I want to talk to you about the power of the tithe, the power. And let's look at one of the most familiar passages on the tithe in all the Bible, Malachi 3.10. Let's see what the Bible says about the tithe. It says, bring all the tithes, where everybody? Into the storehouse. So there will be enough food in my temple. So the tithe is to take care of the maintenance of the temple. If you do, now that's what you call a conditional promise. If you do something, God will do something conditional promise. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will. Everybody say, I will. will. Look what God says he'll do. I will open the windows of heaven for you. What does that mean? You've got to come next week to hear that one. But something good is going to happen because God says, I will open the windows of heaven for you. And then a second, I will, I will pour out a blessing so great, you won't have room enough to take it in. How many would like that kind of blessing? All right? Now, this is out of the same Bible that gave us John 3.16. 
This is the same Bible, same word. He said, now this is the power of the tithe. I will open, I will pour. I will open, I will pour. And then he says, and I don't know another place where this is in the Bible. He says, try it, try it, try it, try it. And then he says, put me to the test. Wow, that is God saying, I double dog dare you. Okay? Father, thank you for the power of the tithe. And we pray you'll bless this word in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, grab hold of the edges of your seats. This is going to be good. Let me talk to you about the power of the tithe, the power of the tithe. In the last few weeks, we've seen that a church that pierces the darkness will have some characteristics about it. There's two kinds of churches in our culture today, those that are caving in to the pressure of the culture and those that are piercing the darkness of the culture. We want to be the second kind, the latter. We want to pierce this present darkness of the culture. We want to drive darkness back. We want to see the Word of the Lord prevail. Well, here's some of the characteristics. The church that pierces the darkness will know how to turn pain into gain. They will learn to suffer to the glory of God and turn pain into gain. The second characteristic, they will stay with the Word of God. The church that pierces the darkness will stay with the Word of God no matter what the consequences. Third, the church that pierces the darkness will resist and defy political correctness. I like that one. Fourth, the church that pierces the darkness will utilize the power of praise. The church that pierces the darkness will understand that praise is not just something we do, but it's a weapon in our warfare to defeat the enemy. And then we looked at the church that pierces the darkness will be promised land thinkers. Now today I want to talk to you about the darkness piercing church is going to be the church that is a tithing church. I don't know of a church that's really making an impact for God that is not a tithing church. Today we're going to see that God puts a blessing. How many of you would like God involved in your finances? Alright, you know what debt is? Debt is an acronym that means did everything but tithe. That's debt. Did everything but tithe. Remember that. Now, here's the fact of the matter. Let me tell you the truth about you and I. When our money is submitted to God, so is our heart. You say, well, where do you get that? I got that from the words of Jesus Christ who said, wherever your treasure is, wherever your money is, whatever your checkbook shows your money went to, that will be the primo way we will discover the desires of your heart, where your affections lie. Wherever your treasure is, there are the desires of your heart. Your affections will also be. Matthew 6, 21, Jesus. And God must hold first place when it comes to our money. I've noticed when God gets somebody's pocketbook, when He gets their checkbook, He's got them. Jesus said, inescapable fact of life, you cannot serve both God and money. It will not work. 
And there are people who go to church all the time, but they serve money. They don't serve God. They serve money. They serve chasing that dollar. But I'm going to tell you, wherever your desire is, is where your pursuit in life is also going to be. What are you chasing? Whatever you're chasing is going to be a real indicator of what you love. And what you love is either God or you love things. You love materialism. And so God wants to have our heart. How many of you know that? God calls we Christians to use some of our resources for His kingdom's work. He just does. Because whatever we give to, guess what? We empower it to continue. Whatever we give to, we enable that thing to continue. Let me give you an example. When you go to a certain restaurant that you like, and you go over and over again, that manager grows to love you. You know why? Because when you go to that restaurant and you eat that food, you put money there. And when you put money there, you empower that restaurant to stay open, to continue. Wherever your money goes, you empower it to continue. So where does your money go? God wants some of the resources of every believer who names the name of Christ. He wants some of our resources going towards the work of God. Because whatever we give to, we enable it, we empower it, we charge it to continue. We should care enough for God's work, everybody, to finance it. We should. You know that last week we had 14 people come down to give their hearts to Jesus Christ. That means because you tithed, people got saved. Because you tithed in five states in the Midwest on 32 radio stations, people heard the Word of God, were delivered, were saved, were encouraged, had light shining into the darkness of their life. Here in the Metroplex, 6 in the morning, 6 in the evening, 5 days a week, 1 hour a day in rush hour traffic, we are encouraging, ministering to, feeding thousands of God's people and the lost because you tithe that empowered us to continue. Very little can be done without money. Very little on this earth can be done without money. Every week we do witness people getting saved because you gave. But it takes money to pay the mortgage keep the lights on, keep the A.C. going in the summer, and keep the heat going in the winter, it takes money. It takes the tithe. And that is why God gave the tithe. Now, with that in mind, let me give you some statistics because I was wondering, what, what is it like nationally when it comes to the tithe? What's going on in God's church? How are people giving? And I looked for somebody who had polled the populace for that, and the Barna Group had done so. And the Barna Group published research on tithing in the United States, and this came out in the year 2007. Here's what Barna discovered about tithing in the United States. In 2007, 84% of U.S. adults donated money to churches or nonprofit organizations. Donated money, but only 5% tithed. 84% of U.S. adults donated some money to a charity or to a church. But only 5% of those adults tithe. Now let me run some numbers for you. There's 300 million people in America. You take 300 million, 10% of that, and then 5% of that, that means 15 million people out of 300 million tithe. Now if you extrapolate those numbers and you go to how many people are in churches every Sunday nationwide it is millions and millions, way, way, way over 15 million. But 15 million people who darken the door of a church tithed out of 300 million.
Barna then analyzed which demographic groups tied the most and which ones tied the least. What did it come out to? Well, in religious circles, here's how it broke down. 24% of evangelicals topped the list as tithers. So a quarter, one-fourth of evangelicals tithed. 12% of people who have prayed, read the Bible, and attended a church service during the past week tithed. 11% of charismatic or Pentecostal Christians tithed. 11%. So out of the 100% of charismatic Pentecostal Christians who God saved, God got a tithe out of them. 10% of them tithed. 9% of all born-again adults tithed. 8% of Protestants tithed. Are you ready for this? 2% of Catholics tithed. Ouch! Particularly based on the next stat. 1% of atheists and agnostics gave away a tenth of their money. Ouch! We are going to have to edit out all this clapping. I knew it was going to happen. All this jumping up and shouting and clapping. (laughs) Now, let me go a little bit further. Politically, how did it break down politically? It broke down this way. 12% of conservatives tithe. 10% of registered Republicans tithed. 1% of liberals tithed. But wait a minute. I thought liberals had a corner on compassion. I get it. They just like giving away our tax dollars. What was I thinking? Don't get me on that one. In general, here's the way it breaks down, 5% of adults tithed 10%. 1% or less of those whose annual income was less than $20,000 and had not attended college. 1% of those tithed. 1% or less of people under the age of 25 tithed. Come on, young adults. And then 1% or less of single adults who had never been married tithed. You singles, you need to get married. Can I have an amen? Amen. (laughs) Now here's a couple of things that stun me about those statistics. Here they are. It's stunning that the percentage of Catholics tithing is not much higher than the percentage of atheists and agnostics. Now, also surprising to me is that conservatives out-tithe liberals by at least 12 to 1. So let it be officially noted that liberals do not have a corner on the compassion market. Because 12 to 1, conservatives over liberals, 12 to 1 are givers. But here's what surprised me the most, that only 1 in 100 people younger than 25 tithe. Hey, young adults, you need God on your money. You need God in your finances. Don't fall into that statistic. Start giving to God now. And the same is true for singles who have never been married. Now, if you're new to this, what is a tithe? What does it mean when somebody says tithe? Here you go. Tithing refers to the practice of giving at least 10% of one's income back to God to be used in ministry. Now, notice I said back to God. You're giving 10% back to God who gave you the 100%. Now, for some of you, this is going to be a real revelation and an education, but information brings inspiration. 
So I want you to get this now. See, God gave you the 100%. Does anybody in here not know that? That you have what you have because God has blessed you? All right? If you believe God gave you the 100%, say amen. amen. He gave you the strength to get up, the gift to work. He gave you the ability to get there. And you may not like the job, but take that job and love it. Because God gave it to you. Maybe He's going to give you another one later, but He gave you what you've got. Now, so we give 10% back to the God who gave us the 100%. Now, the word tithe means tenth. That's what it means. Hebrew word is translated into tithe. It means tenth. In the Old Testament, the Israelites were commanded by God to give 10% of their income of crops, uh, making it possible. Now, they were agrarian. They were farmers. And God said, I want you to give 10% of your income or your crops, making it possible for the priests to feed the poor and receive support for their living expenses. That's what God did in the Old Testament. So the tithe was used to finance ministry. Ministry. Listen to the Bible. Quote, Leviticus 27, the entire tithe of the herd and the flock, every tenth animal that passes under the shepherd's rod will be holy to the Lord. So if you were a rancher, when you had cattle, you gave a tenth of them to the temple for the use of the ministry. And you got to keep 90. God could have said, give 90 and you get to keep 10. But God gave us everything and said, I want a tenth. Now, in case you think the Old Testament is the only place you find the principle of tithing, let's look at the verse again that we read to take up the tithe today. You are careful, Jesus said, to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens. But you ignore the more important aspects of the law, which are justice, mercy, and faith. The Pharisees were ignoring justice, mercy, and faith, but they were tithers. And Jesus said, you're right on that one. You should tithe. But don't neglect the more important things, justice, mercy, and faith. Moses instructed the people, watch this, a tithe of everything. Everybody say the word everything. He didn't say some things. He didn't say a few things. He said everything, a tithe of everything from the land, whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord. Animals, grain, and fruit were all tithed back to the Lord. Now, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to show you something. I brought some cows with me. And I'm going to ask my cameraman to pan right on these cows. Everybody see these cows? They move. There they are. Aren't those pretty cows? Pretty cows. Now, there's 10 of them. You can't see them all to count them, but there's 10 of them. Now, here's the way God wants you to look at it. He said, now, when I bless you with 10 cows, He said, I want you to take one of those cows right there, and I want you to move him over to the church, the work of God. Everybody say, I see that. And then you're supposed to say, thank you, Lord, for nine cows. And I sow this one cow into the work of God. Now, I also brought with me some corn, because if I'm a farmer, I'm raising this corn. There's ten ears of corn in here. What does God say? When I give you ten ears of corn, you are to take... Well, there's about two people said one. I know we're good at math here. Let's try it again. One. 
Out of how many? Because one is how much percent? And you are to take it and put it right there. And I get to keep nine ears of corn. Thank you, God. Thank you for nine ears of corn. Now watch. Now, let's bring it over into our day. I have ten $1 bills in my hand. I get paid $10. Everybody say, that's a bad day at the office. But let's just say I get paid, keep it real simple, I get paid $10. Now, what does God say? You've got $10 in your hand. What are you going to do with that? Take one and run it over here and sew it into the church. And then I get to keep $9. Hallelujah. I get to keep nine. So the tithe means when I get paid, if I'm a farmer, you go sell the corn and you give the cattle. But in our day, you get paid. When I get paid, I get a certain amount. Then run the numbers, get 10%. I take it out. And I say, thank you, Lord, that I'm saved. I believe in your work. I believe in reaching people. I believe in people being saved like I was. You have told me to be generous with my money because you've been generous with me. So, Lord, here I am. I'm giving 10% of it. And I get to keep nine. Pay the bills, pay the mortgage, pay the kids' school, take care of myself. Thank you, Lord, that I get to keep nine because he could have said, give me 50%. Give me 60, give me 70, but he didn't. He said, just 10. I'm going to show you the power of the tithe. Because how many of you know that we need to get our finances in order, especially in our current culture? We better get our finances in order. And when somebody comes to me and they say, man, am I having financial trouble? The first thing I want to know from them is this. Have you been a tither? Jesus told us in the Bible, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart, your affections will also be, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 21. It is important that God holds first place over money and material things in the lives of Christians. Jesus continued saying, you cannot serve both God and money, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. God calls us Christians to use some of our resources for His kingdom's work because whatever we give to, we empower it to continue. Someone had to preach for you to get saved. Maybe a pastor, a teacher, a parent, a friend. But someone told you about Jesus Christ and salvation. If you desire that others hear the same good news that saved you, then first you tell people about Jesus. And then you also give resources to churches and ministries to spread that message of grace as well. You empower more gospel to be preached and more people to be reached with your tithe to the Lord. Well, that's it for this time. We hope you've enjoyed the message and will remember this. God transforms suffering people into comforters. He brings gain out of pain. Join Pastor Jeff next time as he continues with part two of the message, The Power of the Tithe. Until then, may God's rich blessings be yours. The Power of Tithe is the last message of Pastor Jeff's series, Piercing the Darkness. You can own a copy of this six-CD set for just $30 plus shipping. 
Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the entire series, Piercing the Darkness, for only $30 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. For those of you who will help Life Talk reach America with God's Word, Jeff has written a beautiful booklet entitled, Let the Journey Continue, The Spirit-Filled Life. Let the Journey Continue is a beautifully designed companion booklet to our last month's offer, Let the Journey Begin. Let the Journey Continue explains in a simple, easy-to-read style what the Bible teaches about walking in the Spirit. This will surely be a helpful addition to your spiritual resources library. And Let the Journey Continue would make a great gift for that teen in the house, friend, co-worker, or spouse that might be struggling to understand how to live the Christian life in victory. Don't miss this beautifully illustrated little booklet for a gift of any size to helping Life Talk take God's Word to America. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast.